0: Well this morning we're really excited as well because we have missionary Tanner Sherlock here with us and Tanner and his wife Courtney are Chi Alpha missionaries in Shadron at Shadron State College. We've got some Shadronites back here and uh, so we're excited about that but they've been there for seven years we figured out almost eight somewhere in there but they lead campus ministry there and uh, man, it's an incredible ministry so we're going to have Tanner come up this morning and share so would you give a big Calvary welcome to Tanner Sherlock this morning? Thank you guys so much. I'm so excited to preach second service. I always love the second service because you get all the kinks out of the first service, and so the second service usually gets the better sermon. Um, Am I right? I mean, uh, so you guys get, you know, I get to fix my mistakes, but anyway, I'm uh, Pastor Tanner. My wife uh, is not here with me this time, but um, if you guys were here last time we came, she was here. But We're missionaries to the Shattern State College campus, and in the same way that you have missionaries that go overseas, um, the Assemblies of God has decided that they're going to send missionaries to our college campuses. This started back in about uh, the 60s, and they decided our college campuses were in and among themselves a missions field. And so um, the same way you have missionaries that go overseas, you have missionaries here in the Assemblies of God through Chi Alpha that go to our college campuses. And so my wife and I have been doing this for years, I don't know, math, uh, but we've been, I know, I've been at Shattern State as a a staff member for, I think, nine years, but, um, because I was on staff with Sean and Jody Bonzoff before they left for uh, Arizona, but I also want to take a brief second and share with you guys about a, a good friend of mine named Sam Gingrich. Sam is going to be starting at the University of Nebraska-Omaha as a full-time missionary. And so uh, he's a good friend of mine, really good friend of mine. He was on staff at um, Missouri State Chi Alpha with Andy Estrella. Some of you guys might remember Andy Estrella came up and he spoke at Fall Convention this last fall. He's an awesome dude, but uh, Sam's been on his staff for a few years, and he's getting ready. He's going to be coming up to Omaha this next year and going to be, um, not pioneering, taking over the ministry that's there and taking over as the full-time director. So it'll be nice. So my wife and I won't be the only full-time Chi Alpha directors in the state. We'll have somebody else coming alongside with us to help uh, get more Chi Alphas in the state of Nebraska. So when Sam comes around, I've been bragging up how awesome the Nebraska churches are. And so if he makes his way here, you better give him as good of a welcome as you've been giving me um, I don't want to be embarrassed, okay? No, I uh, want to thank you guys so much. Thank you guys as church and uh, for how much you guys support and, and um, show your support to my wife and I. Uh, I really do think we have some phenomenal churches in Nebraska, and you guys' as church is one of them. You've been nothing but supportive of us, and um, we've never felt anything other than the, the full welcome um, of your guys' church. And so we want to thank you guys for bringing us in. Thank you guys for making us feel welcome. And thank you guys for praying for us and coming alongside us and partnering with us. Because I really do believe that um, that in order to do our ministry, in order to do Chi Alpha at the Shiner State College, we really are a partnership with you guys and with your guys' church. And so it's a two-way street. As much as um, we rely on you guys for support and stuff like that, I hope that you guys would then rely on us to help minister to your students as they go off to college, and so I really do believe that we are a partnership with the local churches here in Nebraska, and so um, I know that I'm a lot biased, I know I have a lot of bias, um, but I really do believe that our college campuses are the most strategic mission field in the world, and obviously I'm going to think that, and I would hope that I would think that, because you don't want to be a missionary to something that you don't find the importance of being the missionary to. Um, You guys, obviously, you're going to have that bias towards Ukraine. I have that bias towards our college campuses. But I'm going to share with you guys a little bit today as to why I have that bias. Hopefully, I can share some of my heart and some of the reasons why my wife and I are missionaries to the college campus. And one of those reasons is because statistically, and you'll get really tired of me sharing stats with you guys today because... I'm a story guy, and I've also kind of started realizing I'm also a statistics guy. I like the two, but behind every statistic, there is a story. And I I appreciate the story behind the statistic more. But statistically, around 80% of students of faith, when they leave to go to college, will walk away from their faith in college. And that's not saying that 80% of students aren't Christian. What I'm saying is that 80% of your youth group students who attend your youth group weekly who are actively involved in your guys' youth groups in churches in the united states when they go to the college campus they will walk away from their faith statistically that means only around 20 percent of our youth group kids will go off to college and will continue their faith throughout their college years that's an intimidating statistic that's a scary statistic and it's honestly a statistic i really don't like and so my wife and i have our work cut out for us and so if you can think about how big of a, st- uh, a number that is of students who walk away from their faith in college, you can begin to put a pretty decent picture in your brain of the amount of students who will become a Christian for the first time in college. That number is very low. The statistics on it are so low that they can't even come to an agreement on it. Um, one study will find 5% of student, uh, students will come to Christ in college. Another, it's like half of a percent of students will find Christ while they are in college. And the number is so low that statistically, it's skewed very easily by the, the um, poll uh, study group. And so most of our college kids are coming to college and they're not finding Jesus, basically put. And the majority of it is most of them are actually walking away from their faith in the college. And so, again, my job and my wife's job as missionaries to the Shattern State College campuses. is is to change that statistic at the very least on the Shattern State College campus. And so our job, we have our job cut out for us. And so a little bit about Shattern State College. Of the uh, little less than 3,000 students that live on the Shattern State College campus, we figured that around roughly 6% of them will attend a weekly service of some sort regularly. That means that 94% of our college campus is statistically unchurched. That's a community within a community, the the community of the Shadron State College campus. That means in the greater community of Shadron, the campus in particular, 94% of that campus is statistically unchurched. So again, my wife and I, we have our work cut out for us. And so, as much as I share the, the daunting details and the overwhelming statistics, I'm a story guy, like I said. I like to share the stories. I like to share the intimate details of those statistics. And so, um, I'm going to just get right into it, and I'm going to share a few stories with you guys, and hopefully, you guys can begin to see why my wife or why my wife and I are so passionate about reaching the college campus, at specifically the Shattered State College. The first story is a student. He was a young man who came in from out of state. He was in a really hard place, and uh, he had decided he was going to give God one last shot. This last shot was either God was going to reach into his life and let him know that he was real, or he was going to take his life. That's, it was that raw. And so he reached out, he found Chi Alpha, he came to a service. At that service, he felt God's presence. But at that service, his life wasn't immediately transformed, and so he decided he'd give God another chance. And through a lot longer of a story, um, we had another student reach out to him and ended up paying his way to go to our big winter conference called SALT. It takes place every January. Um, gave him a full ride so that he could go to this conference. And at this conference, this student experiences God. His life is radically changed. And uh, he ends up giving his life to Christ. Is through the process of discipleship, eventually becomes a small group leader, eventually marries another small group leader in our ministry and is now graduated and doing what God has called him to do in Wyoming. This is a a young man that I, I like to share, I used to share a lot more of his story, but unfortunately I feel like it takes away from some of the other stories. Because this was a student whose life was radically changed, who was planning on taking his own life and then didn't because of God. And as much as his story is phenomenal and it's a great story and I can pull at your heartstrings and I can make you feel emotions by telling a story. Unfortunately, his is one of very many stories that we have almost yearly, almost semester, every semester. We have somebody who comes along and tells us a story very similar that they were planning on taking their own life, but God. And so these are students who found Christ through Chi Alpha, found Christ through the ministry that we have at Shannon State College and are alive today because God found or they found God through Chatter State College, through Chi Alpha at Chatter State College. And so I want to transition a little bit. Um, there's another story of a young man who came out of Wyoming who was already a Christian, already attended, attended an Assemblies of God church. Um, he came to Chi Alpha, gets filled with the Holy Spirit at Chi Alpha transfers to Evangel, and is now pursuing a degree um, from the Bible College at Evangel University in hopes of becoming a football coach so that he can minister to high school football players. This is another story. It's it's a great story. Uh, I got another story of a kid that came out of Nebraska, came out of one of our Assemblies of God churches, one of the small communities in Nebraska, and uh, he came in right off the bat, was an awesome young man of God, um, stayed with us all five years he was in college, who became a super-duper senior and uh, was a small group leader for four of those five years. Awesome young man of God, served Chi Alpha faithfully the entire time he was there. We have another story of a, a young lady who is actually a pastor's kid, an Assembly of God pastor's kid, who came to Shattern State College specifically because it had Chi Alpha on the college campus, and she was debating whether she wanted to go to Bible college or wanted to go to the secular university. Well the thing about the secular college is it is significantly cheaper than our Bible colleges. And so this student could, even though she was a pastor's kid, could still get the experience of faith that she wanted out of a Bible college, but at the same time kind of get her hands wet in ministry right off the bat. And so she ended up coming to Shannon State College. She's going to be a small group leader this next year. Um, Awesome young lady of God. And we are so blessed to have her in our ministry ready to go as a leader pretty much right off the bat. And so the reason I share all of these stories is because I wanted to give you a, a good cross-section of the kind of students that we have coming to Shiner State College. We have students who are unchurched, a vast majority of them unchurched. Um, around 5% of our students do come from an Assemblies of God background, and they come in, and a lot of times they're ready to go as leaders. Um, we make them wait for the first year, but we get a lot of awesome leaders out of the Assemblies of God here in Nebraska. And then we have other kids that are churched that come and they get plugged into to, to Chi Alpha, they become leaders, and they're awesome men and women of God who came from healthy families. Um, and so we have a cross-section of all different, all different examples. We really have a, a very similar cross-section of probably what you would find in a normal, regular, everyday church like this. A lot of people who came from broken homes. A lot of people who came from good homes. Uh, just, it just depends on the year what we really have. And so <clears throat> another part of our ministry, and I'm going to shift gears a little bit here. So as awesome as the American students are, and as, as much as I like sharing about the American students, because the American students do make up a, the vast majority of our ministry, um, I want to shift gears a little bit. I want to talk to you guys about what is called Chi Alpha International. It is specifically our ministry to the international students who attend college at the Shatter State College campus. Um, so at CSC, um, my wife and I, we've, we've decided this last year, we were going to start tracking where our students come from, just because it was getting to the point where we were forgetting students. And actually now, as I am I was just sitting there, I was actually remembering um, students who actually have come from Ukraine that we've ministered to, but I forgot to put them on my list. Um, but we've had students from Nigeria, the Democratic Republic of Congo, India, Nepal, Ghana, Morocco, Pakistan, Israel, Mexico, Jamaica, Polynesian Islands, China, Japan, Thailand, Brazil, Burma, Russia, Sri Lanka, Vietnam, and even more that I know that I forgot to put on this list because, as like I said, I was sitting here, I was remembering students, and I know there's some from this last year that I forgot to include on the list. We have ministered to students from every single continent in the world. And these are students who have come from their home countries, they've come to the Shattern State College, Shattered, Nebraska, little old, middle of nowhere college. They've come from their, their home countries and they've come to college at the Shattered State College campus. And so I want to share with you a story of one of those students she came to Shadron um, to study biology as a 15-year-old from Nigeria. So she came, she left her parents, she left her family, she came over to America, came to Shadron State at the age of 15. Like, how many of you guys could imagine somebody you know that's 15 moving to back, say, to Nigeria by themselves? It's kind of intimidating. But this student's kind of she was awesome because I actually didn't know she was only 15 for like the first year I knew her because I thought she was more mature than most of our American students. Um, awesome young lady of God, and uh, she actually just graduated this last year, and now she is actually considering a full-time career in ministry um, and is pursuing that possibility. But one of the struggles, one of the the hurdles. That our international students kind of have to overcome is um, with the way their student visas work uh, when they graduate with a degree in say biology they have about 90 days to find a job in that career field and so she had to find a job in biology in order to stay in america to extend her student visa but she's still so she's working in biology but has her eye on full-time ministry possibly with chi alpha and so we're praying for her that that'll come to fruition but A lot of our students will come to America, and uh, being Nebraskan, I've actually found that a lot of them in their home countries, this is way off topic, and you're going to wonder how I'm getting to this subject, but I figured out that a lot of them come from their home countries, and their steak has to be cooked well done, because they don't have some of the same... uh, Uh, quality assurance programs that we have in America. And so they have to cook their steaks well done. And so one of my goals as a missionary to the college campus, specifically with international students, is actually to change that viewpoint in them in that they can actually comfortably eat a steak medium rare. And so this young lady that I'm talking about from Nigeria, I knew that our work had been done in discipling her and in mentoring her last year at All Nations Conference. Uh, All Nations Conference is a conference specifically set up for our international students. It is designed to help them in whatever their next step is. Because some of these international students will come to America, they'll decide they want to stay in America. Well, that doesn't help their families out, and so they have to navigate those waters and have to navigate the visa program. What also helps them, some of them come over to America, and they are supposed to be the breadwinner. Their families saved up a lot of money for them to come to America. They come to America, get saved, end up giving their life to Christ and decide they're going to go into ministry and become missionaries back home. Well, now they have to go back home and face their families who they're basically disappointing them because their families put a lot of money for them to come to America. Well, this conference helps them navigate those waters. Some students will come to America from sensitive countries and they're going back home as Christians to a country that it is illegal to give up a different religion and become Christian. Well, they now have to navigate those waters and what that looks like living in their country illegally sometimes. And so this conference basically is set up to help them navigate those waters as they go back. Well, we're at this all nations conference and uh, we took her out to eat and we said, order whatever you want. She ordered a steak. That's step one. Then when the waitress said, how would you like your steak done? She got this big old grin on her face. She looks over to my wife and I and proudly declares medium rare And I just, my heart was just beaming with pride. I was like, you get us, you get us. See, and I know that this was a proper story to share here because as soon as I got done speaking at the first service, I had a young guy come up to me and show me a picture of the steak that they had just eaten last night. And so that was the moment where I knew this church, you guys are my people, man. You guys get me. Obviously, I say all that to be funny, but um, it is one of the important things. It was one of the main things that we do in our ministry. We love and we absolutely love feeding our college students, but specifically our international students. What we do is um, we go out and we buy all the ingredients for them to cook a dish from their home country because they're not going to get that more often than not in Chatter, Nebraska. If you heard the list of countries, you're not going to get their home food in Chatter, Nebraska. And so it's an opportunity for them to get to eat some of their home food, home-cooked food without having to go out and buy all the ingredients. And so we have them cook for us, and then in return, I cook them a native Nebraska dish. And the native Nebraska dish, if you try to convince me it is anything other than steak, potatoes, and corn, you're wrong, and you should move to Iowa. <laughs> so I cook them a, a Nebraska meal, and, uh, and it just kind of goes both ways. And so, but as a result, they have to let me cook it the way I want to cook it, because I let them cook their food the way they want to cook it. And so I always cook it medium rare. And I remember the first time uh, one of our students came over and we cooked a medium rare, they were just like, that, this just doesn't seem safe. And I was like, you're in America, you're in Nebraska, trust me, this it's good. And she took a bite and she was like, oh, okay, I see what you're saying. <laughs> but uh, Anyway, so uh, that's one thing we like to do with our international students, and, and we do that with our American students, we feed them a lot too, but um, another thing we like to do is we actually like to go out and take our international students shooting. I know that soo- sounds really weird, but um, we, we have a police officer who is a friend of ours who will go out with us and teach them gun safety, we teach them gun safety, we go through all of the softer, proper safety protocols and everything, but... When um, students are coming to America from another country, they have a lot of different viewpoints of what an American looks like. And literally number one on their list is they think we're gun-toting, you know, shoot up kind of style people. And so they really get this viewpoint of who the typical American is. And guns are number one on that list. The number two on that list is a big fancy house. That's how they view all Americans, they, like a lot of international students, that's what they view. They view a big old house filled with 500 guns, like that's how they view Americans. And so, when our students come to America, they have a bucket list of things they want to do in America. Well, you can imagine if that's your viewpoint of what Americans are like, you probably want to see their house, and you probably want to shoot their guns. Conveniently enough, that is actually number one and two on most international students' bucket list. They want to shoot a gun, they want to see the house. But unfortunately, back to a few statistics, statistically, um, most of the students who will come to America, over 75% of international students come to America, to an American college, and they will never step foot in an American home. So only 25% of our international students will get to achieve one of the two things on their bucket list. And it's estimated that over 80%, if they've never stepped foot in an American home, 80% will never step foot in an American church. If they won't even get a chance to step foot into a home, what makes you think they're going to get a chance to step foot into a church? And so we have students who come over, and uh, we, we have students who come over from Islamic countries that on their bucket list actually is experiencing the American church because they've heard stories of what the American church is like. And so on their bucket list is like, hey, I would like to experience the American church. But unfortunately, according to their, their, uh, their re- religious laws, they can't step foot in a building like this. It's against their religion to come to this church service as, an, uh, uh, as a Muslim. Fortunately, our church services are on Tuesday nights in the ballroom of the college campus. They've been in the ballroom before, so they can go into the ballroom for a, college, for a uh, campus service. We have small groups. Most of our small groups meet on Thursdays in dorm rooms. They live in dorm rooms. They can attend a small group in a dorm room. Our one-on-ones occur in our house or in a student's dorm room. And so if they come over to our house for a one-on-one, they get to experience a, an American one-on-one discipleship session, and they get to step foot in a church, so, or step foot into American home, thus cutting off or checking off two of the things on their list. These are just some of the things we've learned about when, in interacting with our international students. Um, last time I was here, I believe I actually shared a story of one of our Islamic international students, but... Um, If you're curious, I would love to share it with you after service, but I won't get into it right now for the sake of time. Last year, we estimated, we figured out, or not estimated, we calculated, that a little over a quarter of our students were international students. So about a quarter of our students are international students not born and raised in America. About three quarters are American students of some capacity. And so I hope through sharing these stories, I hope shoot through telling you about our international students and about our American students as well, that you can begin to get a picture of why we love the, the, the Chi Alpha campus ministries and why we love being on the Shatter State College campus. Who would have thought being in Shatter, Nebraska, a little old town, probably a little bit smaller than this town, that you would get to meet people from all over the world and you get to impact their lives and they would get to impact your lives. I would actually say Our international students have probably impacted my life more than I've even impacted theirs. It has been an awesome blessing, and it has been uh, um, just an awesome journey to be on. And so um, I want to finish off with this, and I want to go into one last story before I finish off. And this is a story of a young man who was tricked into coming to Chi Alpha by a friend who promised him that there was good-looking girls there. This student thought Chi Alpha sounded like a fraternity, didn't realize it was a church service, decided to go because girls. So this student, um, he was a full-blown alcoholic. He was bipolar. He had uh, borderline personality disorder. Um, Also had bipolar, manic depressive, borderline personality disorder. This student ends up staying for the whole service. The next week, he ends up coming back to service, even though he had been tricked into coming to the service in the first place. He comes back to the service. He keeps coming. Eventually he goes to salt, that conference I told you about in the wintertime. He goes to salt, gives his life to Christ, first night of the conference, gets baptized in the Holy Spirit, the second night of the conference, becomes a leader within the semester, Um, eventually goes on to become a small group leader, graduates, gets his credentials with the Assemblies of God, and is now actually a Chi Alpha director. That last story is actually my story. That's a brief snippet of my story. And why I love the college ministry so much is because I experienced what it's like to be an atheist, go into a college, become addicted to alcohol, addicted to partying, and fall into the wrong crowd and find myself with my life unable to control or unable to control my own life. And so because I was saved in Kai Alpha, I feel like I can accurately describe to you the importance of our college ministries in the United States and through Kai Alpha Campus Ministries. Because I can tell you with a, without a shadow of a doubt that I would not be alive if it weren't for Kai Alpha Campus Ministries. The route I was going and the life I was leading and, and the, the decisions I was making were not going to allow me to survive. And so if it wasn't for a full-time missionary named Sean Bonzoff, who's actually from here, um, Decided to become the Chi Alpha Campus Ministry pastor and director at Shatter State College. I then go to Chi Alpha. I get my life radically changed. I give my life to Christ. I get filled with the Holy Spirit. And I become a Chi Alpha director myself. And so then, like the very first story I told you today of the student who was planning on taking his own life, I now get to do the same thing with students. And I get to walk along students, show them God, and and help them to find God the same way that somebody once did it to me. And so, God is using me to reach college students on the campus just like myself. And so, that's why I have a passion for the college ministry. That's why I believe it is the most strategic mission field in the world because it's what I experienced. So, what does that mean for you guys? I've been studying a lot in Romans and I absolutely love Romans because I feel like it's Paul's unfiltered letter. Like, I feel like the other letters that he wrote and a lot of the other things that he wrote, um, I always feel like there was a specific agenda, there was a specific goal in mind. And it's the same with Romans, but I feel like with Romans, he kind of just took the filter off a little bit and you're just like in your face with some of the things he says. Romans 10:13 says, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Paul had this thing where he would go backwards. And so he's going backwards in this. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So how then can they call on the, on the one that they have not believed in and how can they believe in the one whom they have not heard? How can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Today I would bet money, if I was a betting man, I would put a large lump of sum and bet that the vast majority of you guys, probably every single one of you guys, only believe in Jesus today because somebody else once shared the gospel with you. Our call from Jesus to make disciples stems from our own faith, which we only have because someone once shared the gospel with you. See, God wants to do through you what he has done in you. And God is wanting to do and is doing something great. He's doing something outside of this world, outside of what we can even fathom, and he's invited us alongside in the journey with him. He's invited us to partner with him, and we, lowly us, get to be a part of this grand, magnificent, phenomenal journey. He's invited us into something that will and can, or can and will change the lives of those around you. Because what happens is you go to work and there's people who don't know Jesus. You go get groceries, there's people who don't know Jesus. You go to the DMV, there's people who don't know Jesus. Your neighborhood is filled with people who don't know Jesus. Your next door neighbors, your coworkers, Lexington is full of people who don't know what you know. And I know at this point, it's almost cliche to say it, but in times like these, people need the peace that you have. They need the source of joy that we get. They need people in their lives that aren't in a constant panic because of what 2020 throws at them next. And all you have to do to be a part of that big picture is just simply allow your faith to multiply. Because it's not Pastor Rex's job. His job is to be the shepherd of the flock. It is all of our jobs to make disciples. It's clearly called in Scripture for us, all of us, to make disciples. Because a church that gets that one single fundamental point is a church that absolutely radically changes the city that it resides in. How? How do you do it? How do you make disciples? Maybe nobody's ever really taught you how to make a disciple. Maybe n- nobody's really taught you how to minister to people who aren't Christian, who don't believe the same thing as you. I can tell you how it happens in Chi Alpha, the missionary approach. Where's Kenny at? It starts with this. Hey, what's your name, man? Kenny. Do you like tacos? Yeah. I like tacos, too. Would be cool if I bought you some tacos? Dude, are you free on Thursday? All right, we're going to go get some tacos on Thursday for lunch. Or maybe it's, hey, do you like coffee? Eh, do you like pop? Dude, let's go get something. Let's go hang out. Or, my favorite, as Kenny already stole the thunder on this joke, (laughs) you want to go play some disc golf, man? (laughs) And now I get it. COVID-19, right? My wife's immunocompromised. I get it. It makes things a little more complicated. And so, what my wife and I say is calculated risks. Take calculated risks to still do what God has called you to do. So for right now, we're still ministering to our international students. Our international students actually weren't allowed to go back home because America got hit hard with COVID-19, and a lot of their countries just shut down travel back from America. So they're here in America. So we're still ministering to them. What do we do then? We have meals outside. We go hang out at the park. Disc golf is still on because it's outside, and we stay 20 feet apart at all times. Calculated risks to do what God has asked you to do and called you to do. But the point I'm trying to make is that Lexington needs... You. You. To do what God has called you to do. And he has called you. Scripture is very clear that he has called you. Each and every one of us. I always tell my students to always be reaching out to new people. People they haven't met. People they don't know. For one one particular reason. Because tomorrow... Might be the day that you make your new best friend. Might be the day you bring somebody to Christ. Might be the day you absolutely radically change somebody's life. That's oftentimes referred to as the missional approach to ministry. We have to eat food, right? Why not do it together? Why not do it with somebody who's not a Christian? Because as the missional approach to ministry, you guys, each and every single one of you in this church, are homegrown, homebred missionaries to Lexington. This city is your missions field. And so I am alive today because someone just like you, Sean Bonzoff, who was a police officer in Shadrard, Nebraska, stepped out in faith, made a disciple. It's as simple as that. And now the young man that I shared with you at the beginning of this story is alive for the same reason, because I reached out, made a disciple. And so I'm going to challenge you guys to allow your faith, and I, I do stress this, it's allow your faith to multiply. It's not force your faith, it's not make your faith, it's allow your faith to multiply. Because God's already doing all the work. You just get to be a part of it. And so as I close... I wanna ask you guys, if if you're a praying person, which I hope all of you are, we ask that you'll be praying for us for this next month as we begin to navigate the waters of Welcome Week and Welcome Month on our college campus. Statistically, 75% of the students who will be a part of our ministry, we meet within the first two to three weeks, specifically within the first month of the college, uh, college being in session each year. So our Welcome Month is huge. And it is the most important month of our school year. It's coming up here next month. So I ask that you guys will be praying for us. And then on top of that, we also have a goal this year for a chance. We want to minister and get a chance to meet and minister to every single international student who attends the Shannon State College campus this next year. Um, The numbers are going to be down a little bit this year, so it's a little more feasible than before. But that's our goal for the year. And we're going to need your guys' prayers, the churches who who are partnering with us, to be praying for us to help us make that happen and so i want to thank you guys again for partnering with us and being such a huge part of what my wife and i do on the shattern state college campus